you have not accomplished anything on your own. I don't care mm. when you hear people say I'm self-made. I love the term. I understand what it means, but no one is self-made just so we're clear. So important. So, yeah. so excited that you're bringing this solution it, out there to the market. This is a conclusion I'm getting at right now. I'm going to have to go get myself a kid. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some hey, I'm Luis. And I'm Luis. And you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast, where we talk about entrepreneurship, mindset, and of course, how to turn your content into profit. Go to contentisprofit.com to get started today and join the community. That's right. Fancy, what are we talking about today? First of all, I'm loving this new intro. It is. I know. Short and sweet Short, and smooth. Fast and furiousing. That is that the new is that the new hashtag hashtag fast and furiousing? Fast and furiousing. That's uh, a new uh, a new verb. So look it up in the dictionary. It's yes. about to come out. But guys, today, <laughs> today we're talking about winning with simplicity yes, and yes, everything yes. leadership. I mean I'm so many more things, but I'm like honestly really interested in this because we were just in an interview and Half of the interview was about this, removing friction. How do we say yep. And it's an art. It is an art. Uh, before we get started. Do, do people call it stay lean and mean? Lean and, I well, don't know. Uh, you are lean, but you're not mean. Okay. Uh, what's the sponsor today? Fonzie, who's the sponsor it today? Did. Thank you for asking you, sir. Today's sponsor is your own, The Beast Bros. Yes, this podcast is possible thanks to Content Momentum. That's right. If you're looking to multi-purpose your podcast, or video content and turn it into profit, make sure to slide in the DMs at Beast Bros Co. on Facebook, on Instagram. That's right, guys. And follow the show because every audio is dropping every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday on your favorite podcasting platform. So we're there with you. We're having fun. We're having a blast. And on top of that, you are learning so much stuff to get moving forward. That is right. And if today's guest help you move one step closer to your goal, please don't forget to share this episode because you might be doing the same exact thing for somebody else and and leave a five-star review episode 208 that's right ladies and gents and today we have the leadership and culture boss in the house if you are a leader and manage a team this conversation is just for you that is right today's guest is extremely passionate about seeing others accomplish more than they could have ever imagined Mm. and trust me this is not his first rodeo he has had four successful companies with very successful company cultures (laughs) not only that but he is about to help you simplify your world so hold on simplify <laughs> your world i was like is that a word or, a wor- or the world the entire world take it so you can become a better leader and help more people he is here to help you live the best life that's right i hope you're ready to take your leadership mm. skills to the next level mm. please welcome two-time author host of the let's go win podcast and the leader of leaders, Jam Ryerson. <laughs> What's up, boys? You guys, I wish you were having a little more fun today. My goodness, I, I love that. Hey, it's all about that. It's all about having fun, right? How are you doing, Jam? Happy hour sometime. <laughs> it's, I look, every one of my companies, fun has been a cultural value. So I love what you guys are doing. You guys live it, and uh, it's clear why people like to be around you, follow you, and listen to you, man. Thank you, man. Uh, thank, thank you so you. much, man. It means a lot. And we're going to get back to that fun part. I'm, I'm actually very excited to hear about that. But for the person that is listening right now, and they might be asking themselves, who is this awesome guy, JM, right? Who is he? JM, can you share a little bit about your backstory and how did you get to where you are right now? You know, four successful companies, the leader of leaders. I don't know if we are starting a new trend here with that name, <laughs> but, but I think it fits you, my friend. <laughs> Well, I appreciate it. Now, you know, I'm a simple kid from Montana. That's probably where the simplicity part comes from that I I got lucky, man. I found entrepreneurship and I fell in love with it. And then I started building teams, really fell in love with the people I worked around. And next thing you know, that company, we we brought to another company. Then we brought another company. And then Let's Go Win was focused more on the mindset, focused specifically just on working on people, inspiring them to live their best lives. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that answers your question, brother, other than I love being around people that want to win, that have the desire to get better. And if it. they do, I think there's a couple simple tools that I can help people with in order to do that. And so that's what my, my whole journey has been about, being around amazing people, accomplishing more than they thought they could. 
Yeah. yeah. I love this. Sorry, I know you want to... Let me step in real uh, quick in here. It sounds good, Fonzie. You all know, yours, my man. A lot, and we're, we're going to, you know, dive later in, in into that passion that you have right now. But I'm, I'm extremely curious because a lot of entrepreneurs, especially nowadays, I think with technology, it's very easy to isolate yourself and just do everything, you know, be alone, right? And you talk about environment. You like to be around winners, around, you know, these uh, driven people. And... We know now for like scientific facts that we cannot just perform on willpower, right? I mean, the willpower is fickle, right? Sometimes it goes up, sometimes it goes down. But the best way to actually change the results to, you know, make an impact in our life and actually stay consistent with action is by surrounding yourself or, or putting yourself in the right environment, right? Surrounding yourself with the right people. And I'm extremely curious on when did you learn this or how did this come into your life? Yeah. So from a business perspective, it came into my life right away because I grew up an athlete and actually one of my best sports was swimming. That's a very individual sport. Yeah. I didn't love doing that. I loved playing basketball because again, that's a, a team sport where I'm around guys yeah. that, yeah. you know, we're building camaraderie. It's greater than just myself. So immediately I knew Uh, that teams were something I enjoyed doing. So like watching the two of you guys do this, mm -hmm. you have a leg up on so many people. A, you trust the person next to you. That is so vitally important. B, they are going to call you, keep you accountable on what you need to do. C, they're going to drive you, make you better. And then, and then when you get to collaborate, it's just when you have that, you have magic if you can find that now mm. that is the challenge finding the right people to be around at times yeah. and being clear on what you're looking for so even though you guys are brothers perhaps you weren't let's say like-minded and your cultural values didn't line up you wouldn't have this show together that wouldn't work yeah. but because you do because you've talked about this because you have a purpose in life that you both share a vision now you get to celebrate that with someone else that is so much better than celebrating by yourself And that Absolutely. is the other misnomer. No matter what, you have not accomplished anything on your own. I don't care mm. when you hear people say I'm self-made. I love the term. I understand what it means, but no one is self-made, just so we're clear. There yes. is support along the way, whether it's mentors, authors, it's uh, you know your parents. Yeah. Someone along the way has lifted you up and allowed you to do that. And that's the part I love to celebrate is thank you. I have so much gratitude yeah. for those that have helped me along the way. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I, I remember seeing for the first time uh, that the self-made is not is not true. I remember that they actually saw the post because before that, you know, you see all these, you know, people, whatever, like call successful or not successful. Right. But they're like, I'm self-made millionaire or like that's how they advertise them. You know, if somebody else is writing for them. And I was like, man, like it, I, I just went to a very internal place and I was like, like, Imagine if I'm feeling this way, like, and I was reacting very, like, it was bringing me down instead of motivating me, right? Because I meant, man, like, like, what we going? We've been in this journey for years. Like, we've needed the help of so many. Like, am I not worthy to, to you know, to be that, right? So, and it, at that point, obviously, we were in this journey of business that is obviously a self development journey as well. And I was like, if I'm thinking like this, I'm becoming aware of this. I can't imagine what this is doing for other people that aspire to be that way, right? So now we're sending people in a direction because there's no uh, there's no story surrounding that statement, right? And I love the fact that now we're talking about this because that's true, right? There's so many businesses. I remember uh, one of the first businesses that I that I managed, it was a fitness studio, right? And we had a team about uh, 15 people, right? And I remember we opened with the same team and then a year and a half later, two years later, it was the same team. It was a boutique studio turnaround on the, like uh, turnover on this thing is like, is very high. And that was like what kept bringing members into the thing because it was the entire team, right? And that was the first time I really understood the power of this. And then later, you know, with Continuous Profit and the team that we have, all our team is completely remote except Fonzie, although I wish he was, but it, it, it kind of feels uh, remote sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it, it feels lonely, lonely over here, James. But anyways, um, it, it's more important, right? Because now it's like, okay, we have technology. It is, we have more people that's accessible to us in different markets, but how do we now, you know, start structuring if we're brand new? 
that company and other people, right, that they're delegating these tasks and these things to other people that are not in a physical location. So I'm very curious to understand what are the initial steps to start developing that culture? You know, for me as a Hispanic, we just invited everybody at home and we had a, a good night out <laughs> and we drank and, we, you know, everybody became a very honest person and we're like, sweet, we're now best friends now. But I understand that not, not everybody can do that. I'm very curious, like, how, how do we get started with this, right? Uh, it's such an important question that you asked. And the first thing is to really be clear on what you want. What are you looking to do? So whatever that is, my vision is X. Cool. So I have a vision. Now you have to have someone else that believes in that vision that can buy in and say, yeah. man, I can really get behind that vision. Cool. Now you have a little bit of a tribe started. Well, what's important to that tribe? What are the culture values? What do we stand for? So what are those things? And I would tell anybody, if you're starting that journey, don't look for five or six or 10. Now, look, if you have that in your company, fine. I would, I always coach my clients, get it to three cultural values. There's a reason for that. Scientifically speaking, we can remember three. It's just the way yeah. it works, man. Earth, wind and fire. I mean, you know, blood, sweat and tears. You yeah. can go on and on about all these three things. Luis Fonzi and JM, you know, that's the same. <laughs> there it is, man. Content is profit. There there you go. Boom. Like, you guys are pretty smart in doing that. And so once you have those cultural values, now we're in alignment with one another. And and once you have that tribe, it, yeah. there's a saying that I think it was FDR said, it's amazing what can be accomplished if no one cares who gets the credit. Mm. When you really think of that, if no one cares who, hey, did you do this? No, we did this. If you can keep that, and I've watched great teams crumble because yeah, yeah. egos get involved and somebody wants all the the accolades or i've watched companies and teams thrive when they say it's bigger than us it's yeah. this purpose and so that's what i would tell anybody that's starting start with those things what's your vision what are your values and then yeah. once you have that tribe on board where are we going what are we doing yeah quick quick, quick comment before, yeah. before i know fonzi is like 30 <laughs> questions in there ready to you know be, be launched at the screen i just want to make an observation right a lot of people sometimes when we start right we're, we're part of a culture right and then we decide to like jump off and, and do our own thing and i know a lot of the uh, you listeners right are in that spot where you're either jumping and just jump to, to pursue your dreams right Sometimes we're insecure and we don't really know what we want, right? So that, that that can be a little bit of a challenge, right? So for us, we we had to look back and go to what are our family values, right? We got to stick together. And and we had a, a conversation not so long ago, and, uh, and they were asking us about our working relationship. Like, how is this, right? And it, it has been a journey over the past six years, identifying what are his strong points, what are my strong points. We're still dis discovering a lot of that, right? And understanding and be like... Uh, being open about the possibilities, but at the same time, I remember saying, hey, for both of us, we we had to put this in writing and we were like, this is our commitment. Family comes first. So if any decision is going to split this, right, we cannot make that decision because that comes first and we're brothers before business partners, right? And that was something that we had to look at those, those things. So I encourage everybody, like, when don't be scared to take that journey because it can be really scary, right? And, yeah. and just know no, a, a lot of people are not clear on that path, but it's the start to creating that big culture because we have to be representing of that. And then the team that we start choosing according to those values is going to reciprocate. And then that's how we can build that. So thank you so much, Jim, for, for that observation and clear definition on how to start a culture in, in your yeah. team. I. I see this conversation, I think it could go two ways. Pre-hiring pre your team, right? And then once you have those people inside of your team, how do we nurture that mindset, right? And uh, that vision, values, how do we work on that? So let's start on before we get these people on board. I mean, you've heard it in many other places. Big entrepreneurs, they say, focus on talent, right? You got to hire the right people that's going to take your business to the next level. And honestly, when I first heard that, it started making sense why some companies spend money advertising for hiring positions, right? Or they go and steal workers from other companies. I like, now it makes sense, right? But how do we know we are hiring someone maybe with the right mindset or someone with the potential to, you know, fit the vision that we're working towards, right? Somebody that might not care about their ego and they're willing to work 
as a team so everybody can win. How do we make sure about that? And I know this is a topic you're very excited about because we talk about it uh, on our conversation before we jump on this podcast. So I, I'm very excited to deep dive on this. Yeah, so the, literally the first thing is recognizing what those values are. That is literally step one. Now, when I'm in the interview, I talk about it openly in what's called behavioral interviewing. So for instance, fun. I, I don't even have to... Clearly, fun is important to you guys in your working environment. If you had somebody, no matter how talented they were, and their resume looks incredible, but if you're like, hey, would you rather have fun or is it serious at work? And if they said serious, thank you, but you're not for me. And yeah. I don't care if it, they are the most gifted. Yeah, they won't yeah. fit within your culture. That'll stick out like a sore thumb, and it just won't work. Here's the other thing I will tell you, and you and I did talk about this off camera. One of the most simple keys and tools I will tell anybody if you want to get to know somebody really well and you want to have an advocate at home and not an advers adversary invite that spouse or significant other to the last interview now here's the deal it, it sounds kind of weird why would I do that well think about it they're making a life a very big decision mm -hmm. making a career move or change is not something you typically take lightly Look, you may get a car every two years, but typically when you're making a choice for your family, yeah. you are making a significant investment. And so you want that person, whether it's a girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, it doesn't matter. You want them on the interview for a couple of reasons. You want them to know what's expected of them. Are they going to have to put in crazy hours? Are they not going to make maybe the same money they did initially, but here's the vision and here's where we're going. Here's why yeah. you want them to be able to ask those questions because again, They don't know you. And when this person goes home, hey, how'd the interview go? The telephone game starts. And they start just mm. talking about the stuff that they remember, not what this person is actually asking. So that is one of the yeah. smallest changes. I, I coach all you know my companies so on that third and final. That's my interview process. That third interview, yeah. I bring the significant other in. I love I, I love that. When you mentioned that, I, my mind was blown on a sales thing. That is... <laughs> So smart, right? And at the same time, so simple, right? But like people sometimes often, they just don't see these simple steps that are gonna, you know, change everything for you. For example, when we talk about the podcast, a lot of people are like, how do you find so many guests? Well, guess what? We ask for referrals. <laughs> Very simple, right? And a lot of people are like, how didn't uh... I think about that, right? I was like, <laughs> You're building a relationship with somebody else. You should be asking them, hey, do you know somebody else that I can yeah. bring that could be a good, a good fit for the show? And I'm relating what you're talking about, too, with a little bit of sales, right? Because sometimes when we're in a sales conversation, we ask, is there anybody else that has a say in this decision, right? So we can have a conversation, all of us together. You are selling the position in your company to the prospect, right? To the talent. And guess what? Their spouse is one of those decision makers. Because if the spouse is like, heck no, you're not working there. <laughs> oh. Guess what? The talent is not going to go and work for your company either. So I absolutely no, love this. So, true. so, so okay, let's, I want to break down a little bit the vision. Val or Before, you. Yeah, no, I just want to, I'm, I'm picturing this scenario <laughs> where like, you know, we, we, we had this Calendly come in or, or the link <laughs> and be like, hey, make sure that your, your spouse, wife. your wife, your husband is right there, your partner, because uh, yeah, we're going to have fun guys. Like let's ready to make some decisions. I, I, I love it. And uh, you know, to, to a sense, I remember going through a process of a known entrepreneur in our community, mm -hmm. right? And the pre-framing to that appointment It's like, make sure that your business partner is here with you. If he's not here with you, we're not jumping on a call. Like the rules were very strict, right? And when it comes to hiring and bringing that team and obviously on the sales environment, I feel like uh, it, we're talking relationships at the end of the day. Like it, it's, it, the framework is very similar. So yeah. let's keep an eye out for, for that. And I, and I love it. So Yeah. So we, we refer a lot to values, right? Especially when we're talking about this. Do they check the boxes in these values? So let's break that down a little bit. Maybe give, uh, give it in a more actionable point type of way so people that might not have written down their values, right? We, we do have ours. We have five, actually. Um, so usually we remember three and the other two are like, well, where, what are those? <laughs> um, but 
This is, how can they come up with these values? What questions do they need to be asking themselves so they know they actually have the right values in place so then when they go find the talent, right, the right people to have in their team, they do it correctly? Yeah, so what is innate to you? What is so vitally important to you? So for instance, I don't know your cultural values, but you said family is first. I'm guessing family or love or something along that is literally one of your culture values. If it's not, no problem. Yeah. But I would consider that to be something that's really important. Mm -hmm. As I told you before, fun. I'm not on this earth long enough not to have fun. So every company of my three values, fun is always one because I don't want to take life too seriously. Yeah. And in fact, most business people, they don't want to take it that seriously. They want to enjoy the process. So it's really asking yourself, what is vitally important to me? Yeah. And some so often I'll hear people say like integrity. And again, this is not to say that's a bad one. Mm -hmm. I just think that's a permission to play value as I think Patrick Lencioni called it. Listen, yeah. if you don't have integrity, we're not even having this conversation. That's not something I'm talking about. I'm talking about, so I'll give you an example for mine. Courage, fun, and transcend. In order for you to work with me, you are going to have to have courage because I am going to put you in really uncomfortable positions all the time because I believe that's growth. Yeah. If you're uncomfortable with that, this probably isn't the place for you. And it's very apparent right away. Then fun. And uh, I'll ask some examples of fun. What does that look like for you? And if they're like sitting at home as much as I love to read books, but it's like on a Friday night, if I'm sitting at home reading a book by myself, that's probably not the example of the culture where I love to have synergy and a lot of energy yeah, together yeah. and fun. And then the last one, transcend, that means overcoming self-limiting beliefs. So mm. typically people don't necessarily know all their limiting beliefs, but what I'll say is, are you willing to grow? Mm -hmm. Is that important to you? So if they are innate to you, And when I mean that is like your core, like the way you said family is first, yeah. to me, that has to be a cultural value of yours. It's just who you guys are. It's how you are operate as human beings. And anybody that you bring into that space, they are going to be treated as that family members. And so that's that would be an example. So if you take time, just get quiet, write stuff on the board, you'll have like 50 ideas up there. And then you'll say, wait a minute, what's actually really important? Oh, yeah, this is extremely yeah. important. Then we get down to like 10. Okay. Then we start really diving in. What mm -hmm. is if, if I'm, you know, going in front of the, my maker at the end, what is vitally important to me? And you'll yeah. find those three to five. And, and one point to that, uh, Fonzie or Luis, I'm sorry. I, I want to call you both. I mean, Lu Luis is Fonzie too. So you got it right. <laughs> There you go. Um, You know, one point to what you said, the, the five values, I made the same mistake in terms of I had six cultural values at a company and I'm standing on stage and I'm the one that was came up in the room with yeah. four other people, the values, and I forgot literally the last value. Now, I was so smart, I added a seventh value on stage that day. <laughs> so now we have seven values. Yeah. The moment I figured out, wait a minute, if I can't remember and I wrote it, How hmm. can the my employees, how can the people I work yes. with remember? That's when I went to three. Now, if I ask, nine out of 10 people know our culture values just for that simple reason. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I like that story. I'm actually looking at our values right here. I was about to, to share them. I'll, I'll, I'll share them real quick in a second. But you're reminding me of um, the Entrepreneur Oper Operational System, EOS. I'm not sure if you've uh, read the book Traction. And they talk about that, right? Like those core values. And they talk that is very, they talk about the importance of sharing those and communicating those and keep reminding those to the team, right? And I'm, I'm, we're going to be the first one to raise our hands. Maybe we are not we can the do best at a that. Lot better. We can yeah. do way, way better at reminding those, right? And sharing those with the team. So, you know, how, what do you see in companies that you work to, that you go to work with? That might be, you know, having a hard time. Is it because the people are not invested in these values? They don't know the values. What is the difference between a company that, again, doesn't really share their values and a company that thrives at it? What a remarkable question, uh, Fonzie. I love this. And it's a very simple answer. Shocker. <laughs> Literally before every single meeting, you, you, you express what those values are. 
mm. every time. So even if if the two of you are going to meet for like five minutes, the first thing you start with is those cultural values and you drive it home again and again and again. The power of repetition is so important. It's not that the people don't want to buy in. They yeah. probably don't remember the mission statement or vision statement or values that the company had because it was written about it's put up on some wall, but nobody's reading that. They're just going to work. Yeah. And so reminding yourself why we're here every single day yeah. before every meeting to say, look, courage, fun, and transcend is why we are here. Let's get started. And here's the other thing that's crazy. It allows you to have those hard conversations so much easier. So if somebody doesn't act with courage, that's an easy thing to say. Do you see how you could have courageously acted in this moment instead of you know, mm. cowering off to the back corner. Yes, I do. In, instead of me coming down on them, I'm going to the cultural value. So it's wow. no longer labeling them not courageous. I'm talking about this one act in which yeah. maybe they could have done better. And by the way, everyone I work with gets the exact same opportunity to tell me. And the one I screw up the most is fun because <laughs> I get in the serious business mode and they call it work mode. And they'll look at me every once in a while. They'll go, hey, do you remember one of our values? Uh, yes, I do. What is it? <laughs> yeah. Courage, fun. And they're like, are you having fun? And you know, half the time I have to admit, you're right. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. But it allows them that transparency with me yeah. to say, hey, you're telling us to operate this way. We get the same opportunity to tell you the same. Yeah. Quick question. Is that why you moved to Boca? The fun part. <laughs> uh, that is a huge part of it. Um, I love Florida, brother. I absolutely, I, I love Florida. I've, I'm yeah. obsessed with being here. My kids love it. So that is part of it. I know I, if I, I told Katie, she's, she's from Canada, my wife, right? And I'm like, Hey, you know, we should, we talked about Boise. We talked about Montana. And she's like, no, man, like Florida is just way too fun, like too much fun and families here. So again, fun and family, same thing. Like, yeah. and, and that's what, that's what keeps us here as well. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love how the values kind of act like an inter intermediary. And that's a, that's a big word right there. You that's a, a difficult right. one with the accent. <laughs> right. But uh, it, it feels like it provides a safe place to have those difficult conversations And the way you put it, it actually helps people own, right, their 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 actions. Because a lot of times people are going to be like, oh, you know, I, but I did that because of X, Y, Z. Right. I mean, and, and we have talked before in this show about inner locus of control, all this stuff. Right. A, a, a important trait that entrepreneurs have or successful people, regardless if you're an entrepreneur or not, is that they own their own actions, that inner locus of control. They're not blaming, they're not pointing fingers, mm -hmm. but they're saying, okay, that was maybe my fault. What could I have done better? And I feel like placing those values on the table at first before having any conversation provides a space for people to go into that mindset of, okay, yes, I could have done it this other way. Yeah. Um In a sense, like uh, I know we tease the show as simplicity, right? And mm -hmm. and to me that was one of the things that really highlighted when when we started learning a little bit more about you. Do you think obviously the core I, I think I know the answer to this, but I'm gonna still gonna answer it. The core value uh, ask, ask it, ask it. Yeah. Let's go. Spanish is Friday night. Let's go. <laughs> okay. So do you think that the core values having those in place, right? And uh, uh obviously allows for that simplicity in, in the company, right? Uh, with that journey like that, how often do you see people changing those core values? Can people change mm. those core values? Is, is this something that people can be flexible, right? Because maybe for us, you know, when we started Biz Bros five years ago, right? Maybe what was driving us was different than what it is now. It, not maybe, it is definitely different. Like right? when we revisited, right? Five years later, we're like, man, like we've changed, right? Like I, I've gotten fatter, Fonzie has gotten leaner. I'm like, what's <laughs> going on, right? But at the same time, like with all, 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 all seriousness, right? Like it did change, right? So, and sometimes I feel like people might be thinking, I need to stick with this since I started. So uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, brother, again, another great question. Absolutely, they change. The company will evolve. Your goals will continue to evolve and change. And so in that, let's say, um, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm trying to think of a core value that just, uh, family used to be one of ours, okay, uh, for another company. 
And we actually changed it to love at one point. And the reason was we wanted people to operate differently because family to some people means a totally different idea than perhaps like you mentioned your Hispanic family, that maybe family to you means something different than let's say somebody from Germany. Okay. Maybe. And so that was one that we changed to the word love. Now you have to define these values every time, even though they're simple words, but to answer your question, absolutely. Whether it's quarterly, whether it's uh, yearly, you should be looking and saying, is this who we are? Is this who we want to be? Is this where we want to go? And if the answer is no, we need to evolve. We need to change. Go for it. And then obviously, then you start the cascading communication. And that starts with here's where we're going. And you would involve your team on this decision to say, hey, did we miss the mark right now? Or, you know, right now, is it changed? And typically there will be a resounding feeling of yes. And it won't be all of them. It'll be like, yep, this one's not right. This is the one we're really feeling. And here's the coolest part. Those people that weren't with you, maybe from the very beginning, they feel now they are part of that culture even Mm. more if they establish that new value. Absolutely. I love this. I I love how the whole thing honestly is is simple at the end of the day. And there's a, a trait here that I'm seeing on and on and is communication right at the end of the day is if you change your core your values communicate if you keep it the same still communicate right very simple yet very challenging to do properly so in your experience working with many different teams what is maybe the proper way of communicate and not just the core values right but have a good line of communication in the company so there's not been any misunderstanding or issues, problems, challenges, all these things, right? Because a lot of, I feel it kind of relates, honestly, to, and I, I see it related to my, my real life, right? When I don't properly communicate with my girlfriend, guess what? Problems, trouble, right? When we sit down and we put all our car, cards on the table and we talk clearly, we communicate, things are great. Right. So and I feel like it just relates a lot to to the business. So what are maybe some communication tips that, you know, people can start implementing in their business or relationship? Having, Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. And that's asking a, for that's a, friend. a great asking point. For- on you. Uh, having a structured time to do that every single at a minimum, at a very minimum, every single week. Here's the biggest reason people are not happy in and they say 70% of the workforce is disengaged in the US today 70%. Mm. So the reason is they don't have the encourage uh, praise and recognition the recognition piece and that comes mm. from communication. Now, if you assume which is never a good thing to do. If you assume anything that they know what they're expected to do at work or that they know what their their role is at home Every time you assume, we know what that stands for, right? And you mm-hmm. make an ass out of you and me. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when you put that together, don't assume anything and have that conversation because so often, let's say somebody's not performing at their job. It's not because they don't want to. It's possibly something else is happening. Their mom is sick at home. And so they're having to deal with that. They're not able to be fully focused. Yeah. Let's say they don't know how to perform at their job, yet they're scared to talk to you because you're not very approachable. So having these check-in meetings, and again, I say weekly at a minimum to say, how are you doing? How are we looking? Are we on pace? Is there anything I can do to support you? If you ask that way, it goes over so much better than if you come in guns blazing, like you're not (laughs) performing, blah, blah, blah. Your metrics are low. The truth is people want to perform. They typically don't necessarily have the resources or they don't know they have the tools and resources available to them. Yeah. I, wow. That's so important. Yeah. I, I, I remember when we first established our communication, like cadence, like inside of the company where we had with, with our team members, like we, it was me and Fancy for a long time. So obviously, you know, we were work next to each other or in front of each other. And we're like, Hey, this is happening, whatever. And we'll chat it out. And that's it. But when, we started adding team members to the process and the thing and things that started to grow and evolve. We're like, huh, 
we need to take this a little bit more seriously, right? So we do we do a Monday meeting where it's like all hands-on. Everybody in there is about an hour and a half, right? And there's different things that we touch on, but there's one section in there. It's like, this, like this is truly a safe zone. Like we can literally say anything that we want. I remember one of the first ones, uh, one of the guys is like, okay, uh, I haven't go- gotten paid yet. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Oh, the, the invoice is there. That's my bad. Yeah, let me let me go ahead and take care of that, right? And it's like so, a space where, you know, mm. in, in another environment, that, that conversation would have gone very differently, right? Because he probably would have assumed that I didn't want to pay, but it was not, it was not that way. So I, I didn't take care of it initially when I saw it. And I was like, that's coming, whatever. And then I forgot, right? And it's like, okay, perfect. This is a great example. Guess what? Everybody was laughing, you know, I was laughing because that was, we come with a mindset of that that is a safe space when we can say these things, whether mm-hmm. they're really good or whether they're really bad, because we're all in this together, going, going full circle, right? Uh, and then Fonzie and I have that meeting on Thursday, just the two of us, where during the week we're in flow, we're working, and then if it, there's an issue that is not urgent, then we can put it in place on that one meeting for both of us. And that created like a really solid space where we've been having really tough conversations and decisions so we encourage everybody to look at that right um, we're currently h- helping a couple of local businesses right with with that with systems and different things it goes from content to other things and one of the businesses that we came in communication was all over the place right mm-hmm. different communication platforms like it was sent on a text or whatsapp and it, everybody assumed that everybody read that and we're like we gotta bring this in together where it's like okay you guys have an all staff meeting this is where we handle these things right if there's opportunities there's where we handle right and we have multiple people in leadership position coming in and making decisions rolling things out and then they're not executed because they're not communicated properly to the entire staff we've seen that that creates a lot of friction from the staff because, you know, well, the, the leadership is like, well, this is not getting done, right? Creates friction. The staff is like, well, you 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 never told anybody. Well, I sent a text. Those text threads go forever. So it's like, how do we do this, right? And I'm sure everybody listening, if you've experienced this, is very yeah. frustrating. So I highly, highly encourage, you know, follow J- JM's advice and create that simplicity in communication and making sure that we do yeah. not assume. Uh, I'm, I'm going to attempt to simplify what just happened right now? I love that we're like, yeah, let's simplify this thing. Um, we we actually had uh, a long time ago a couple guests that they were kind of like talking about relationships, and they mentioned expectations are uncommunicated commitments, right? And I was like, wow, yes, absolutely. So look in your business. Do you have expectations of the people that you are surrounding yourself with? Because if you do, that means you haven't probably not properly communicated to them what you're expecting about them, right? So that could be a warning for you to start this line of communication. And when we start with the line of communication, remember, we start with the core values. We present that that safe space right there. Uh, now, JM, I... I'm absolutely loving this, by the way. It is absolutely (laughs) amazing. And I'm extremely curious for you personally, right? Um, Eventually, I want to read you our core values so you can give us, you know, the hard truth. (laughs) But for for you, you said, again, four businesses, they've been successful, great cultures, and now you're transitioning, right? You're building something totally, totally new. What is it? What is it that you're building? What is the goal of what you're building? Where do you want to take people with this? Yeah, thank you for that. I appreciate that. It is new and it's it's exciting. It's it's really a movement. It's funny. It is a company because listen, in order for a company to stay in business, it has to have profit like you have the word profit. Mm-hmm. And so but the idea is literally to inspire people to live their best lives. Now, that vision statement alone will never be accomplished. That's when I knew we nailed it because that gets me out of bed every single day until the day I'm buried six feet under, I will never accomplish a goal because I don't believe every human being will be inspired. But guess what? That gets me going every single day. So the whole idea of let's go win, the funny part is it's not about wins or losses. Mm. That's the misnomer of it all. And here's why. Yes, I love to win. I don't know anybody that doesn't love to win. I don't care what, you know, in sports, in 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 life and business, we love to win. But it's the process. It's really 
setting yourself up for success every single day. So I have a saying that I use, it's change your habits, change your mindset, change your life. If you can do mm. those things, it's amazing what you can accomplish. So the, the second book, if people are willing to spend 90 days to literally use it, I've watched people build companies in less than 90 days by simply doing it. And what's remarkable is, again, it's very simple. All it takes is the discipline of doing it about five minutes a day. If you do that, it's going to hold you accountable. Now, the beautiful thing with you two is you have that built in, I imagine, with one <laughs> another. But guess what? That allows you to even to, to journal. So to answer your question, brother, Let's Go In is, is really a movement. I want people to hear the ideas because I do believe uh, people can skin their knees of little less than I did maybe growing up. And that's why the first book was even written. I wrote it for my, for my two boys. I wanted them to know the lesson. So if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, they have ideas from my parents, my grandparents, mentors, and authors all packed into one place so that, Hey, dad's dead, but guess what? Here is his philosophy on X. Dad's dead. And it's again, they're not mine. They're just the way I want my kiddos to show up in the world. So powerful. I'm passionate about it, man. I want people to live their best life. And it, and it really does. I get excited when we talk about it. Yeah. I uh, love the passion, by yeah, the way. Uh, yeah, we can we can see it through here. I can feel the heat. You know, I know yeah. we're both in Florida, but it's your heat. <laughs> uh, and uh, you, you're the second guest that mentions publishing for their kids. Like we had, uh, we had somebody also that the perception was on the showing up for his content, right? Was like, I'm building this network of pieces of con ideas, values, things that I'm sharing with the world. And the way that I filter what I'm going to say, what I'm going to do is I picture my kid watching those videos. I'm watching that content. And it's like, am I showing up? Am I showing the best self? Am I showing honestly, like according to my values, going back to that, right? for my kid and i feel like that's such an important and, and you're the second person that comes on and be like i wrote this for my kid and now in my head i'm like i have a two-year-old you know baby luca and i'm like sweet like this is the, the it hits home because i'm like okay are we showing up with this we're having fun obviously we're having these incredible conversations but when it comes to me what i'm putting out there to the world is that gonna make my kid be proud of me like live a life that i want him to live like honest family with the same values that, that we have here and, and I think that's a great framework to go off of when we start publishing, you know, the, which is, you know, obviously what, what we do. So thank you for sharing yeah. that and to sharing it with the world, right? Because there's a lot of people out there that might be lost, that don't have a framework, that they don't have a guide to go there, right? Like remember yeah. a very specific moment in my life where my first dog died. That was, that was, that was hard, right? And in that moment, I was like, man, stuff needs to change, right? And it was not just the dog dying. It was the situation around that time. I'm building those habits, you know. It was, it was one of those times that that I really looked into, like, something got to change, right? Something, we got to do something about it, starting with those habits, especially five minutes a day for those that might be very busy. So, so important. So, yeah. so excited that you're bringing this solution it, out there to the market. This is the conclusion I'm getting at right now. I'm going to have to go get myself a kid. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. I hope my girlfriend listens to the show. She's like, "Whoa, we just stepped in." Oh my yeah. man, you don't no. know. She will be so happy to listen to this part right here. Yeah, just no, so no. you know, yeah, we, we might we might believe this whole. Part. This will be an added bonus uh, yeah. uh, at the end. Editor, this is the hook for the episode. I'm just <laughs> Jam, so I, I'm curious, right? Um, obviously, extremely passionate about what you're building. It's absolutely amazing too to see, to feel that passion. And what what are the ways that you're doing that uh, besides the publishing, besides writing this book and stuff? Are you uh, creating a course? Uh, how are you putting this message out there so people can consume it and, and learn more about it? And of course, you know, increase their, their well-being. Yeah, there's really three ways. So I do a, a blog. So every week I write an article of just things that I want to put on the paper that people can digest. Now, not everybody reads anymore. I, I've come to that conclusion. Whether I like it or not, it is what it is. Yeah. So then the second uh, option is the podcast. And frequently on the Tuesday tune-ups, which is a much smaller 15-minute segment, those are some of the blog 
ideas that that get put out mm. uh, with my wife. Actually, I have her on as a co-host, so it's a lot of fun. Nice. Very similar to what yeah. you all are doing, and it's so much fun. And then the the third way is uh, I have built an online course that people can do. Um, it has sales involved, but also just building your team. Yeah. It's so funny because we talk about business and cultural values within the business. I also have them within my home. Yes. That yes. is, it, it, I, I need my kids to understand, like, this isn't just what dad goes to his office and now he's in work mode and these are his, no, we have cultural values as a family and we actually have a whole wall with pictures and I want my kids to know this is how we show up. So again, as a parent, now, Fonzie, I know you don't have a kid to yell at yet, but <laughs> that, that we know do, of, that we know of. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right, right. But when you do so often, we want to say, because I told you so, that's mm -hmm. the worst parenting you can ever do. You want to yeah. explain to them why yeah. you're telling them X, Y, or Z. And again, I go right back to the culture values. Again, love is one of those for our family. If you smacked your brother in the face, did you do that out of love? Yeah, dad, I did. Well, <laughs> come on, let's talk about this. The, yep. the fact yeah. is you didn't. And why did you hit him? Blah, 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 blah. But it all starts around uh, those yeah. values. So anyway. Uh, That's awesome. Uh, so, I, yeah. Thank yeah. You. No, no. So, I mean, we, we have two more questions, but since we're already on this topic, where can people go find more about the course, about the blogs, if they like to read about the podcast? Yeah. Let's go win.com to, to the website. Let's go win. Uh, podcast on any of the major channels and then let's go win 365 on social media if you guys want to reach out i try to make it as simple yeah. and easy for everybody to reach out yeah yeah, yeah that's pretty good and just so you know for the person listening right now we are leaving all the links in the description so just scroll tap them all follow him everywhere read all the blog please and leave a comment in there uh so he knows you yeah. you actually like to read and listen to all the podcasts and leave a review as well yeah. um jm so the last two questions that we usually ask first what is an action point for the entrepreneur that is listening right now or maybe is is an uh, somebody that has a job too and they're looking to improve their their life they're they're looking to improve their mindset right what is one action point to you know get them a step forward yeah do do what you say you're gonna do and mm. and i both to the people you work with and to yourself if you want to build real trust and confidence with yourself when you put a goal out there do what you say you're gonna do so often we over promise and under deliver i want people to un uh under promise and over deliver. So if you're looking in the mirror and you're like, man, I need to lose 30 pounds. Cool. Commit to it, truly commit, and then follow through with yourself. You will build so much confidence. But if you say, I need to lose 30 pounds, put a plan in place, and then you don't do any of that, you're lying to yourself. So that literally, if you want to separate yourself from 90% of the world, just do what you say you're going to do. Mm, yes. I love that. I love that. Build confidence through keeping up with your own promises i love that yeah i've noticed uh this is so important right because sometimes we do that on to the external but then we don't do it with ourselves right I, i've noticed this the last year or so right like i you know we athletes like soccer players or life right and then the last mm. year me personally raising my hand right i i kind of stopped right and it, it keeps coming right what are you know what are you doing to do this but at the end of the day Uh, for some reason or another, I haven't done it, right? And it's like, oh, man, like, and then you internally don't feel it, right? Getting back into it. Thank God I'm all sore about a workout I did on Monday. <laughs> but it's, but it, but it's that. Monday. I, I know, I'm still sore. That's how bad it was. I promise, that's how bad it was. Um, and anyway, shout out to the 45 crew, the incredible workouts. Okay. Uh, but same thing, like, if if you don't do it for yourself, right? You're not, yeah. you're not creating that momentum. And then how can you serve others? And that's how I, that, That's how I've started to see it now. We're like, man, like I gotta, I gotta show up also for myself because if I don't take care of myself, I cannot take care of my team. I cannot yep. expose the cultural values. I cannot simplify things. You know, I cannot publish. And hence, my kid is not gonna see my content, and I'm not gonna be a good dad. Huh? Big consequence, right? Yeah, absolutely. Look at that. Look at that. Awesome. Thank you, thank you for sharing that, Jim. That was profound. Literally, Luis, the way you said that, brother, is so true. If you don't lead yourself, you can't lead anyone else. So, brother, keep up the the journey on that. And, and yeah, when you said it, do it. 
because you have the ability. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it's like you guys were incredible well, soccer players in order to do that. <laughs> all the work that you put in, same thing here. It just looks yep. a little different. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, and the last question here, we always ask this one to every single person that comes into Content is Profit, and it is, where would you be if you didn't publish, if you didn't share your message? Wow. Um, if I hadn't shared my message, I, I think I just, and, and this isn't a bad thing, I, but I'd still just be doing my third company. And here's, well, no, I'm, I'm not going to give you the BS answer. I wouldn't be happy. I, I wouldn't. This is my purpose in life is let's go win. It took me, I'm 43. It took me a long time to figure out why I was on this earth. I built successful companies. I've made money. I've helped others make money. That's cool. But when you find that purpose, what you really want, um, it, it just, it's life altering. Yeah. And so had I not published, I wouldn't be happy as, as I am every single day. I, it's, it's pretty amazing to think that I went as long as I did not knowing it, yeah. but I don't ever want to go back. And I hope everyone finds their purpose because we all do have it. It's yeah. in there somewhere, but you need time you know, the blessed ones, they know, they know right away. But for me, I was an athlete for so long. And when it stopped, I didn't know necessarily what I wanted. Right. Yeah. But this is my purpose. And so brother, I, I thank you for asking that and making me get to that conclusion. Mm -hmm. Cause I wouldn't, I wouldn't be happy. I love waking up every single day. I can't wait to get out of bed. I mean, yeah. that's awesome. I hope everyone feels that way. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I'm pretty sure that if they go and connect with you and listen to your podcast, they're going to be feeling that way. So guys go and do it. Connect with JM. He's absolutely amazing. As you can tell. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. Is there anything else that we might've missed today that you want to add? No, brother. I just thank you guys for having me on the show. Who did the painting behind you? Because it's really cool, man. I like it. Awesome. Thank you. Shout out to Don and Emily Mamounis. They're, yeah. uh, they're incredible. They, they've been clients, and uh, they, they just sent us this one day, and we're like, oh, my gosh. It was like truly unboxing video that we had out there, and it, Truly on our thing. So, yeah, shout out. By the way, they, they I think they do this for shows as well. So let us know if you're interested. We can put you guys in yeah. contact. Uh, they're photographers. They're artists. They're awesome people. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, no, nothing else for me. I just thank you guys. It was an awesome opportunity. Love Absolutely. being with your audience. And anything I can do to support you guys, let me know. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Uh, with that said, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show on your favorite platform and on social media at BizBrosCo. That is right. And if JM here helped you move one step closer to your goal, please don't forget to share this episode and, and leave a five-star review. See ya. Let's go win.